Meet the Censored, Cherie DeVille. Long before controversies in Canada and Russia saw financial services politicized, porn star Cherie DeVille warned about payment processors having too much power over speech. Over the last few years, you may have read stories explaining that Visa and MasterCard were imposing new rules to stamp out illegal activity in pornography sites. In these pieces, company spokespeople are often heard evincing concern about human trafficking or missing or exploited children, which sounds more than reasonable. Who doesn't want to stop trafficking and child abuse? As porn star Cherie DeVille explains, the story is, and has been, a lot weirder than that. Because Visa and MasterCard hold effective duopoly status all over the world, controlling 98% of credit transactions in the UK, 80% in the EU, and over 70% in the US, no porn performer can afford to cross the rules for acceptable content the two companies have laid down, and those rules are beyond strange. Women are allowed to squirt, but we're not allowed to urinate, DeVille says. We can't insert our panties into our vaginas anymore because that's an object. I tried to use a carrot-shaped dildo. That's a problem, because that's an object, too. But a phallic-shaped dildo is apparently okay. She shakes her head in amazement. The rules are completely nonsensical. Officially, terms of service use vague language like, MasterCard prohibits merchants from processing any transaction that may damage the goodwill of the corporation, or reflect negatively on the marks, or is patently offensive and lacks seriously artistic value. But porn performers have found that charges for whole ranges of activities are routinely declined under those general terms, leading sites to bypass content containing keywords ranging from sleeping to vampire fantasy to aliens to toilet to fisting to a whole list of other stuff someone in the credit industry apparently spent a humorously enormous amount of time pondering. Somewhere in the world's biggest financial companies sit offices where human beings, likely dressed in ties and loafers and dress suits, Decide how many fingers may be shoved up a human rectum, less than five currently. DeVille imagines a boardroom full of old white guys waving thumbs up or down to an endless series of acts. Yay to inserting identifiably phallic objects. Nay to spilling red corn syrup on boobs, etc. That's just me using my comical mind to make myself sane, she says. But the story actually isn't all that funny, because the issue goes beyond the lunatic mass refereeing of sexual behavior, which is already bad enough. DeVille, who also writes for the Daily Beast, has been warning for years that the power private monopolies and duopolies like Visa and MasterCard have accrued in the digital economy should worry everyone, not just porn performers, that this problem would soon pop up in other arenas. The general public should freak out that MasterCard now controls what they can and cannot watch, she wrote last year in a piece called Why MasterCard's New Porn Rules Should Scare Everyone. Today, they're regulating porn, but what if they start deciding what cinema and books we consume? After a slew of recent international controversies that have seen banks, credit companies, and payment processors deployed as levers over speech or political activity in previously unimaginable ways, from freezing the donations of trucker protests in Canada to cut off a visa and MasterCard services in Russia after the invasion of Ukraine, DeVille suddenly sounds like a Cassandra. For years, as documented in this space, Platforms like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google have been imposing more and more aggressive content prohibitions, eating away at the First Amendment as the speech landscape has increasingly become a single privatized space. DeVille has also dealt with these speech bans on various platforms. Her experience having accounts frozen for uploading photos that would fly if a mainstream figure like Britney Spears appeared in the same pose 
should sound familiar to news videographers like Ford Fisher and Jordan Sheridan, who've had controversial news footage zapped while CNN or the New York Times have been permitted to use the exact same film. The same double standard exists with porn and mainstream entertainment. All of us sex workers trying to advertise on these platforms would abide by whatever rules they decide to put on us, but they don't apply those rules evenly, DeVille says. We're specifically targeted, removed, and we're shadow banned from these platforms where mainstream counterparts are also selling sex on the same platforms. DeVille, for instance, is opposed to even simulated underage content, but finds it odd that companies like HBO and Netflix regularly get away with airing shows that sexualize children in ways that freak out even porn stars. Those contradictions are bad enough, but DeVille's experience also represents the next, more frightening level of speech enforcement, in which financial firms, perhaps at the behest of governments, act as de facto behavioral regulators. Visa and MasterCard, as well as services like PayPal or Apple Pay or Google Pay, have enormous theoretical power, not just over the boundaries of erotica, but over ideological preference and political behavior. The outlines of a carrot-stick social credit system built around such companies were visible long before it became financially unsafe to be, say, a protesting Canadian trucker, or an unvaccinated New York City welfare mom, or a donor to various Palestinian sites linked to terrorism, as determined in cooperation with UK lawyers for Israel, or a contributor, until he was acquitted, to Kyle Rittenhouse's defense fund, or any resident of Russia now. DeVille takes no position on any of these issues, but implores people to think about who ultimately gets hurt most by the broad use of financial penalties. I'm not even going to talk about politics. I'm just thinking about human beings that have nothing to do with the bullshit that their governments are doing, she says. So we're going to take away stuff from their kids' mouths? We're going to remove their food? You think their governments give a shit? No. You're just hurting people. 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 Nice, regular human beings. She pauses. How about remembering we're all just human beings, and our governments do some dumb shit? We saw where this might be headed as far back as December 7, 2010, when Visa and MasterCard cut off services to the whistleblower site WikiLeaks, reportedly under pressure from the U.S. government. Seemingly, this was in retaliation for the site's release of a quarter million American diplomatic cables. A series of other private companies immediately joined in, with PayPal and Western Union stopping payments to the site, Amazon removing WikiLeaks content from its EC2 cloud, and the finance arm of the Swiss post office freezing the bank accounts of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. Even when the specter of a possible arrest of Assange on sex crime charges was raised, Forbes wrote then that this seemed like a trivial problem compared to the starvation diet that financial industry has implemented. These moves received some backlash, and WikiLeaks did at one point win a victory when an Icelandic court in 2012 ruled the two credit card companies violated contract law by cutting off donations. For the most part, however, the public shrugged at the idea of private companies working with governments to seize funds or deny services to groups or individuals who hadn't even been charged with a crime. WikiLeaks seemed an isolated case, but the war on porn hasn't been. The same concept of financial firms imposing restrictions that are much tighter than existing law has been going on for ages in this industry. Most Americans have consistently shrugged at this too, which to DeVille always seemed crazy. The president should scare Americans, she says. These companies are not only dictating what you get to watch, but dictating what you can consume. How is everyone okay with that? 
After a few hundred years in which safeguarding the freedom to make unpopular or unconventional decisions was considered a core American value, particularly on the liberal left, keeping an eye on these issues was until recently considered crucial to the success of the democratic experiment. A huge chunk of our population has lost all appetite for defending the right to disagree, get consentingly kinky, or even think bad thoughts. Instead, there's new vigilance in the other direction. There's this whole culture of putting your moral choices on everybody else and being intolerant of discussion or choices that other people might make, DeVille says. If you limit yourself to a box of people all saying the shit you're already agreeing with, you don't live in the real world. In the wake of Canada's invocation of its Emergencies Act and Visa and MasterCard ending services in Russia, DeVille talked about her absurd and frightening experiences, the bizarre rules about what can be inserted where, and what she thinks the regulatory precedent credit cards set in her world might portend for everyone else. Taibi. Financial companies are suddenly in the news all over the world, but you've been warning about this for a while. Why? DeVille. Visa and MasterCard have been the bane of the industry even before I started talking about it. For us, this is incredibly old news, but now it seems like it's just starting to affect industries other than porn. Of course, very few people, if anyone, will stand up for porn. They're going to say, oh, we don't worry about what Visa, MasterCard, or the legal system, or the government is doing to sex workers. That'll never happen to us. It seems like that's changing now. Still, just because something's happening to a group of people you don't agree with, it's like I've been saying, the precedent is what should be important to people. Whether or not you agree with sex work as a profession, the precedent of our financial institutions having any control over freedom of speech or becoming more important than laws and government, I think is a red flag in a variety of ways across the board that really have nothing to do with porn or adult content. Taibi, aren't credit card companies just making sure no laws are broken? That's the argument. DeVille, I've only been in porn 11 years, but for the entirety of that 11 years, the conversation of what we can and can't do on set has really had nothing to do with what's legal. No one's going to do anything illegal and try to sell that. No legitimate company would ever do that. It's crazy. The rules instead have everything to do with billing. Maybe, for example, you enjoy using the platform OnlyFans and one of your favorite kinks is urination. That's obviously legal. No one is getting hurt. Everyone is consenting. We've always had age verification. But in one of their new regulations, Visa and MasterCard, among a variety of other absolutely nonsensical things, have decided that women are allowed to squirt, but not allowed to urinate. Now, spoiler alert, squirt, while very real, comes from something called the skeins gland in women. Even if you have an amazingly hypertrophied skeins gland, you're only going to get a tablespoon or two out of your skeins gland. The only real reservoir for a large volume of fluid that a woman has is the bladder. So if you're squirting with any volume of any kind, it's urine. Basically, I'm allowed to pee on my bed, but I'm not allowed to pee in the toilet and show you. All of these things are crazy. How many fingers you're allowed to insert? What types of things? We can't insert our panties into our vaginas anymore because that's an object. I tried to use a carrot-shaped dildo. That's a problem because that's an object. But a phallic-shaped dildo is apparently okay. The rules are nonsensical, and we have to follow all of them, or our content will get removed. Taibi, are there privacy or confidentiality issues to worry about? DeVille, yes, we do age verification. As a business owner and the manager of my production company, legally, I'm responsible for having age verification and model release paperwork, and for storing said paperwork for the entirety of the time that I own the content, 
and for being able to provide that paperwork during any auditing situation. Now, the fact that a credit card company is pushing mandates onto other platforms that don't own our content to have this paperwork, that isn't safe. If I work for a company, yes, that company is going to have my paperwork, but OnlyFans and other places like YouTube are distribution platforms. They have no ownership over my content, but now they have the IDs and personal information of all my coworkers stored in their database. Are they even keeping that safe? And in what way? They don't legally need that information. I legally need it. The only reason they need that is because of the financial institutions. Taibi. Who's deciding these rules? Does Visa have a fingers and carrots committee? DeVille. The mere fact that we as an American society are okay with saying a non-government entity can completely have control over our freedom of speech is fucking nuts. Just wait until some white guy at MasterCard is sitting around his table with his bros. This is what I imagined. I'm sure this is not the truth, but in my mind's eye, he's like, yeah man, it just seems really inappropriate to put the whole hand in a butthole. Four fingers is totally cool, but once you get that hand in there, man, that's fucking inappropriate. And my wife says she won't take it, so that's out. That's what I imagine, because the rules are stupid and have nothing to do with legal regulations. Taibi, you've said the rules are inconsistent. How? DeVille, for example, I'm not allowed to put red corn syrup on my body, lest it look like blood. We can't do fantasies that HBO does on every episode of some of their most popular shows. Look, I would never want to be raped. That's obviously not a fantasy. Non-consensual sex does nothing for me. However, I do enjoy the non-consensual fantasy within the safe environment of pornographic content. But I can't do that anymore. I can't even pretend, like they do in mainstream, to have a non-consensual video made, even if all the paperwork is in order legally. Look at what HBO is producing. These are rules that only affect us. Can you imagine if, in mainstream, they weren't allowed to combine sexual content with blood or sexual content with non-consent? Take Euphoria, even. I understand that none of those actors are under 18, but they're basically showing pretend underage sex. Not that that's something I would want to do in adult content. To me, that absolutely crosses a moral barrier, but mainstream is doing it. Taibi. Do the rules effectively curtail the supposedly bad activity, or does it just move somewhere else? DeVille. I love having a legal profession. I love having a profession that is protected because that gives me agency. That means if something bad happens on set, I have legal recourse. When you push people's careers underground because Visa and MasterCard have decided that you can't put a whole hand in an ass, you're creating an illegal environment for content, and that's just more unsafe. One of their favorite things to do is say that all or most women in the sex industry are trafficked. I'm sure there's trafficking of human beings. There are all kinds of horrible, violent things that go on. But I've been doing this 11 years, and I've seen nothing that approaches that. They're taking something that's mostly a non-issue, and because nobody knows anything about the industry, they're like, oh my god, these poor women, we need to save them, and we'll do that by shutting down the ways that they communicate with other performers, and cut off their sources of income. That'll help. That'll be safer for everyone. Taibi, when was the first time you worried about the precedent of giving these companies so much control? DeVille, to me it was always like, how can you not have that thought? If you made bagels, and Visa and MasterCard suddenly decided bagels are fucking disgusting and inappropriate, and we will never process a credit payment for a bagel again, you fucking monsters, people might be like, excuse me? The bagel people for sure would be up in arms. Then, I'm sure the next thing people would think of is, well, what about toast? What about muffins? 
No one thinks that way with sex work because no one wants to admit they think about sex work, talk about sex work, consume pornography, look at pornography. It's so taboo in our society that even conversations about serious things like capitalism or controlling freedom of speech, when it happens to us, they're going to sweep it under the rug because, well, we deserve it. Bagels, of course. But us, bye. Still, how is everybody not on our side? How is the nation not outraged for us, even if they never want to buy pornographic content? So we're all cool with letting Visa and MasterCard say what they will and won't pay for within the legal realm? If they weren't a duopoly, maybe it might be appropriate. They're independent businesses, they have freedom of speech, but historically in the United States, we've crushed monopolies for a reason. Taibi, has all of this become more relevant with the Canada story, the Russia business, and so on? DeVille, yeah, the Canada thing. And now they're involved with the war a little bit. You know what I mean? All these things that you might say is the best shit, the most positive shit. Sure, it's great and it's positive when we're all digging it, but what about when it's something we're not digging? Who makes the rules and how do we decide? Is financial pressure even more powerful than military pressure? Who gets to make those choices for countries? It's a new technological age. I'm not saying I know the answers to any of these questions. I do think, as a society, we need to make some choices before we're in a pickle where we're like, oh, I don't like what's happening here. It'll be too late by then. The consequences are dire. Taibi. Born today, ideas or political associations tomorrow? DeVille. Anything, candidates say. I'm just making shit up, but maybe some country has a political candidate everybody hates, right? Now Visa and MasterCard are like, we're shutting off billing to that country until you guys get your shit straight. That's what we're doing now? Did the president check off on this? Because that is a powerful fucking move. You know what I mean? Again, not pretending to have the answers, but we live in a digital world and these huge companies have power akin to the governments of some countries. Are we going to control this power? Whatever the United States decides, we decide. But I think we need to be aware of what we're deciding on and not just say, oh, well, I don't know, until something really crazy happens. Because look, they're chipping away. You see they're doing more and more and more. At some point, it's going to really rub people the wrong way. What about the precedent set by all these choices that they're making now? Just because you like it now isn't the point. What about when they do something you don't like? You can't just be on this bandwagon because you agree with it at the moment. Taibi. There seems to have been a sea change in attitudes about these issues. Once, a movie like The People vs. Larry Flint was popular with liberals because the principle of standing up for free expression was understood as a core American idea, even when the target was someone like a porn mag publisher like Larry Flint. DeVille. A core American ideal, yes. But even Larry Flint had a shit ton of money, enough capital to fight that fight on his own. The days of having three people in charge of most of the money in the adult world are definitely gone, which is better for the performer, but that does leave us with a vacuum on defense. I feel like this is just as big as what he was fighting for, but there's no multi-multi-multi-multi-millionaire willing to throw millions of dollars at a project that helps all of us. Instead, there's a lot more support for what I call the morality police. There's a whole culture of putting your moral choices on everybody else and being intolerant of discussion or choices that other people might make. I'm 43. Growing up, I voted on both sides of the aisle. I've talked openly with friends and family about politics with no consequences. But the past four or five years, that has not been the situation. You can lose friends over political beliefs. Like, come on. Not many people can say, oh, I'm independent, 
I'm undecided. Everyone says, I'm this, and it means a lot about my personality. Instead of, I just made this financial choice. Or, this guy believes in something I also believe in, so I'm going to go with him this year. Now, your political party affiliation seems to have a 10-point list of character traits associated with it, and it's all very important. It's odd, and I don't know what the source of it is, but it's not beneficial, especially to the United States. It's really polarizing. It's pitting certain parts of the country against other parts of the country. I just don't feel like that's a good vibe. I feel like we should be able to talk about politics and religion without losing friends and family members over it, or getting into real fights, or calling people racist monsters. Let's have open dialogues with people we disagree with, and be okay with that, and think about things and have conversations that make us uncomfortable. When did that become not okay? Thanks for listening to the audio version of this article. For more, visit taibi.substack.com.